Welcome back to Top 5 Disco. I'm Josh. And I'm Adam. And we are back delving deeper into the discography of Weezer. Before we begin, if you're a fan of the show, please take a second to subscribe and rate the podcast. We love to keep Top 5 Disco going and growing, and your support and engagement will help make that happen. Last episode, we began to wrap up our Weezer series by discussing an overview of the first era of their career, from 1994's Blue Album to 2008's Red Album. We ranked and discussed our top five favorite B-sides and non-album tracks, as well as our top five worst and top five best songs of this era. This week, we're finishing up the entire series by covering the second half of their career, from 2009's Ratitude to 2017's Pacific Daydream. Then we'll be sharing our initial impressions of the band's most recent studio release, The Black Album, and final thoughts about the past, present, and future of Weezer. Here we go. All right, now that we've wrapped up our first era of Weezer, first half of the discography from uh, the Blue Album to the Red Album, we're going to go transition into the second half of the discography from Ratitude into Pacific Daydream before we end everything by talking about the Black Album. Okay, so just like in the first half, we're going to go through our top five favorite B-sides, non-album tracks from this era. Then we're going to go through our worst, least favorite songs of this era, and then our top five favorite of this era. Let's do it. All right, I'll start it off for uh, the second era of their discography from Ratitude to Pacific Daydream. My number five favorite B-side non-album track is Run Over by a Truck. So what's interesting is that this era of Weezer's discography has so many less b-sides to choose from than their first so this was actually specifically this spot was very hard for me and i actually chose and do not stand behind this at all but i chose i want to be something i i'm okay with that that was a runner-up for oh i just blew it (laughs) it's not on my list but that's a runner-up for me i was not expecting that to be on your list at all to be honest that's ratitude right it's it, off of Hurley. Hurley, oh, that's right. And it's uh, just B-side. and it's just like just a acoustic demo guitar. sounding kind of song. There are like nice aspects of it. I like how raw it is. We'll talk about the song. It feels like a song out of one of his alone albums. It literally yeah. just sounds like a demo yeah. of Rivers. And it's I, I actually really like that song. Cool. I, I'm, I'm okay, okay with that pick. Okay, I'm okay with that pick. Okay, okay. My number four uh, favorite B side from this era is the Underdogs. Ratitude. Oh Ratitude. my god! Get the fuck out of here. That song is trash. I love it. I absolutely love every song. Is I, I don't remember trash. enough to comment, but okay. yeah. Next. <laughs> oh my God. I think I know the rest of yours though, but my number four pick is The Last Days of Summer. Yeah. A good white album. Yes. Beside no, pretty good. <laughs> my number. <laughs> I don't know what that means. If Underdogs is on there and that song is not, get my out number of here. three favorite B side of this era is Fake Smiles and Nervous Laughter. White album, cool, cool. Yep. Nice. Another white album one. My number three favorite B-side is Run Over by a Truck. Okay. My number two favorite B-side from this era is Turning Up the Radio from a Death to False Metal. To be honest, that face. To be honest, I don't even know you that song. Up. No, I, I'm sure I've listened to it and didn't include it because it sucked, no. in my opinion. No, it's a great song. Okay, okay. Andy Maybe I'm wrong. Up. It's the only good song on Death to False Metal. Yeah, ah. it really is. Did you, have you told Adam how that song came about? This is an interesting story. This is, w- let's get into it. I do want to talk about it. I would love to be proven wrong because I can't even sing that song back to you. My number two favorite B-side is Fake Smiles and Nervous Laughter. Perfect. And my number one from this era, Same, no question. Mine as well. We're just gonna, I'm not going to say it with no. you because we've done that before and it sounds cheesy. <laughs> no but question, but it's Friend of a Friend. Friend of a Friend. Of is, course. It has to is, be. Is, we'll so talk about that song good. when we get to that so song. so fucking good. First, let's start with Adam's number five pick. A B-side off of Hurley, I Want to Be Something. I'm all alone here and I have to face my own fear. I have no choice but to keep on keeping on 
I was even unsure about this song because there are nice elements of it. There are other elements that are just like fine, kind of bland. What I do really like about this is how raw it sounds. And you were even saying it sounds like one of his Alone 2, uh, Home Alone 2? No. <laughs> Lost, Lost in, in New, New York. York. <laughs> his Alone 2 demos. Right. Because he did a demo of Can't Stop Partying, of uh, I Don't Want to Let You Go. And they're of the similar vein, these sort of stripped down, ba- uh, bare bones, acoustic, really earnest songs. Yeah. yeah it feels like part of that There's session. There's something about the... Four in the morning, and my roommate's still a-snoring, so I take a walk out on the boulevard. It's nice. It's nothing like insanely crazy, I but like it's not chorus. bad. I want to be something and I like that until note. I die. Until I die yeah. is really nice. Honestly, aside from that, I can't really say too many other things about this. It's just a pleasant listen. Again, not a lot to choose from. This is what I chose. Sounds like a contentious pick but my number four is the underdogs also a ratitude b-side when they call we're taking what they give because we can rise above it all So for me, this is a totally different sound for them at the time. Because it's honestly pro- who's feels it produced like, by? It's produced by someone else. Okay, this could have been like a Pacific Daydream. Like this does not sound like them at all. Um, it was also co-written by somebody. Uh, I'm not sure who. Um, it sounds okay. Maybe this is why you hate it. To me, this sounds like like the closing credits to a '90s movie. Something this sounds about it. to me like a Backstreet Boys track <laughs> in such Backstreet a bad Boys way. Aren't so bad. But it's like such a lame, in terms of like the production, it's, I really dislike this song. I don't know what to tell you. I think (laughs) it's a great hooky melody. I like the sort of twinkling during the, so many tears, will we ever learn? It's a good melody. I mean, to be fair, I probably probably listened to the song like two or three times and I was just like, this is kind of assy. I don't like the chorus. (laughs) I think it's a beautiful build. The chorus is pretty bad. That's fine. I think it's good. Next, let's talk about my number five pick and Adam's number three pick, Run Over by a Truck. Speaking Chinese, old baby, would you please conjugate inverts with the greatest of these? But I fell down hard on my bended knees. I feel like I've been run over by a truck. I don't care much about anything. I'm happy to sing. This song is so different and so cool for them. Yeah, I'm kind of proud of them for this song. Me it's very too. jaunty, honky-tonk God piano. damn, I wish this song was on Ratitude. I was saying, it kind of reminds me of the ragtime piano thing going yeah, on. Yeah, yes. totally. zippity doo da, which that sounds kind of stupid. goofy, but then when the the band comes bow, in, bow, bow, it's got such a good groove. The hand claps come in later. It I just love builds that builds. Pat's drumming on this. I think it's Pat. Actually, I don't know because oh, Ratitude has you know some different drummers and whatnot. The drums rarely use cymbals, which keeps it so warm. You don't hear Just that like end. high end. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Something so nice about that. I love, you know, whoever's playing drums. Let's just call it Pat. <laughs> Him playing like the low tom when it's b-ball. Just even that kind of thing. Just look the baby. The chorus is, it's nice. It, it's 
the verses are very sort of wrapped in that kind of talky way. And I like that it becomes more melodic for the chorus, especially, I don't care much about anything. I love that's that change. Anything. Yes. The best part of this song to me is the bridge, and I need to play this for you. something about these chord changes and the guitar that's sort of wailing over and River's vocals and I love his how I wish that I had been around this is wailing that sounds really good so good yeah yeah, I like it a lot there's something I don't know there's something about this bridge that just gets me that is why this song is on this list it's why it's as high as it is something really special about the song Next, we're going to go straight to my number two pick uh, from the Death to False Metal B-Sides collection, and we'll talk about its origin soon, Turning Up the Radio. Everybody clap your hands, grooving to the way I roll with my rock band, you know we're going to turn back time to the 80s. Maybe I was way too quick to say what I said about this because, to be honest, I don't remember the song, but I do remember that that album is trash, and this never stood out. Crowning to me. jewel of a heap of trash, but this is a great song, and yeah, Andy, you were just mentioning how it was made. You want me to go into yeah, that? Yeah, go to it. Sure. So this song came about because Rivers had a YouTube channel for a while where he put together a song with people online who submitted ideas to him. And maybe you can, maybe I'm forgetting some facts here, but so wasn't basically that basically he literally started saying, it was called the Let's Write a Song Project. And he's like, so this, think is, of a cor- this is what era? This is, this is uh, right after when? Red. This is right after Red. This okay. is like right before Ratitude. And he's like, first we need, first we need a theme and a feel. And then the next video, he picked one of those feels. And he's like, okay, then we need you know a concept. That's now, cool. Then we need a chord progression. Now we need a riff. Now we need a verse melody. He co- And he sort of curated and changed and added things. But he basically wrote this song with the internet. And I think it's great. It's a great, really fun. All the melodies are good and sticky. It's definitely kind of a little cheesy. About It's all about songs. In the, it's almost like heart songs. It's like turning up the radio. We love the stuff that comes through. It means so much to us. Like There is a little bit of that cheese it's factor. It's nothing original lyric-wise. No. But, but it is a good uh, song. When it, Everybody clap your hands. It's got a great melody and groove to it. I really think you should re, uh, re-listen to this song. Yeah, I will. When, and there's a nice turn it, turn it, let's do that, that together. Turn it, turn it, make your funky neighbor. There are like burn, four. Burn, baby, burn. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, you know what's great about this too is when you listen to Death to False Metal, since it's the first song, you could just turn it right off after the first song. <laughs> you know what's funny? My other quote unquote favorite song on that album is The Closer. Like, a lot of Weezer albums, their cover of Unbreak My Heart by Tony Braxton is pretty good. That's you know what I'll songs say. I don't mind except for a couple of moments? And they are, I think, both from I, I, what era? Maybe it's the green era. I don't know. But everyone 
and trampoline. I don't like the chorus of trampoline. I think the verses they are, are pretty they're good. They are grungier. It's like yeah. coming out of Pinkerton Everyone into honestly green. sounds like a Nirvana song. Yeah. There's I, something I totally about that. that. Everyone. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Anyway. Oh, shit. You know what I forgot? We totally forgot to talk about your number four pick, the White Album B-side, Last Days of Summer. I'm surprised this wasn't on your list, honestly. This was a backup. This song is <laughs> this song is pretty cool. Yeah. Again, I think that uh, Fake Smiles, Nervous Laughter, and Friend of a Friend are still on another tier. There's something about this song that sounds a little more classic pop punky than just Weezer. Absolutely. There is actually something about that. it that sounds very Motion City soundtrack, which I like. Oh, okay. Which okay. I like, but I just remember I woke up the other morning singing this and I'm like, there is something to this song that is so cool. I love the intro. It sounds so different for them of the picked guitar and the... It is a different kind of sound for them. It doesn't even sound like White Album, really. No, and the verses are really cool. You rarely hear just rivers and drums. And I love those kind of screechy kind of things that happen. But there is something about the... The last days of summer... I don't Last like the chorus. It's so kind that's of cheesy. What, that's what kept it off for me. But that's you call that the chorus because I like the chorus. <laughs> and we'll wrestle with a stranger by the fire. Sip some cocoa, keep your spirits high. It's like there's something. I really... think they call it the chorus because they're singing the title. But you're right. It's sort of the yeah. Sort of the there's pre-chorus. something kind of addictive, very pop punk that I jive with. But the outro of the song is so cool that they sort of do a very, very, very quick version of like day in the life where they kind of just evolve into yeah, nothing yeah, yeah. and then it goes into a key change and then you go back to what was in the intro of the but it's a different key and Pat's going I'm hearing the Motion City the more you're singing it. Yeah, totally. And again, for an album, because this is coming off of, this is a B-side of a white album, I think King of the World is the only one that has like a guitar riff. This ending sort of riff is like one of the only kind of guitar riffs you hear. Anyway, it's a cool song. Not one of my favorites, but again, not a whole lot to choose from, but I would still give it a listen. It's still worth a listen. Let's keep on that White Album B-side train, and let's talk about my number three pick, Adam's number two pick, Fake Smiles and Nervous Laughter. Another white album classic. It yeah. just feels this could have been on the album easily. Oh, yeah. This With could, have, this bit could have been on Blue Album, too. Totally. I totally hear that. It's just so many st- sticky melodies. The. Yes. 
which also I don't even know if there's so a cinch going on with that, but that is such a line. Uh, that's just a Weezer line. I also love the first line of this song is "Grungy girls and punk rock boys." It for some reason it's kind of the it's the perfect first line of this '90s throwback. I don't know why it just kind of sucks you into that world. I love that. But this chorus melody. Oh my god! This chorus in general. And I would rather give me fake smiles. So nice, so Beach Boys '60s. When rock. you say what you hate, makes me feel kind of great. It's beautiful to me. I also I love that lyric. I would rather see you flip me off than give me fake smiles and all that nervous laughter. When you say what you hate, makes me feel kind of great. It's beautiful to me. It's like don't sugarcoat any of that shit. Yeah. Tell me what you don't like. That's so much more real. I enjoy that so much better. There's another line later in the bridge that's, it's hard to be true when honesty kills you. Does anybody hear me? Oh, I hear that so hard. This whole... Uh, era this one year era of of weezer the white yeah. album the lyrics are so good the yeah. lyrics are so good and we're coming up on another one about that and finally let's talk about our collective number one another white album outtake this is friend of a friend say it this is a perfect song literally literally literally, literally perfect every melody is perfect here. every section every of it. second of this song is and perfect i love that it again i don't know if this is jake doing this on purpose jake sinclair the producer of white album i love that it starts with piano like across the sea i, yeah. I always want to say across the universe like across <laughs> the sea does such a pretty piano part Dark, even more pretty yeah, than across yeah, the sea yeah this melody, it also just feels to me like Across the Sea in terms of that melody that's always changing. I'm just a friend of a friend and I'd like to get to know you too and it see what like you it are It could be on Pinkerton. It really through. does. Oh my God. And the little guitar that comes in and the sort of very light snare on all fours. And then you come to the pre-chorus, if you want to call it that, which is everything. But all I could think about was being with you alone. Yeah, yeah. Listen, this lyric is amazing. I read the program by the light of my phone, but all I could think about was being with you alone. And all the players in the orchestra pit were playing perfectly fine, but I just didn't get it. I it's love it. such a great I lyric. And you have him doubled on the vocals again, and that descending melody, is it's everything. This is such an insane song. And, and we I didn't even get the chorus. And I can't believe that the song was not on White Album, especially when you have Jacked Up and Thank, Thank God, God for, for girls. girls. Those two are such the black sheeps on that album. On the White Album, yeah. Take Friend of a Friend and Fake Smiles, Smiles and Nervous Laughter, like perfect album, it honestly. It would have been. It kind of would have been a perfect album. Yeah. I don't know why they didn't do that. But yeah, this chorus melody, it's like it's such a nice release because there's so much, honestly, tension in in what Rivers is saying and how he's singing that this is kind of a nice, like, simmer down section of Then you dropped your flowers on the ground Someday I know that you will come around It's just like every every moment. They don't fuck it up with any bad section. I like the solo, which is not anything like, it's not a crazy no. solo, 
but it's it's nice. It's good. It, there's no bad part to the song. I love the lyric, you make me wish I was a Catholic with just a year or two to live. Yes. That's so specific and yes. weird and quirky, but great. It's definitely a return to form for his lyrical prowess. Yes, on absolutely. Absolutely. Another great Pat triplet fill all over this album. It's just so... I can't believe this wasn't on... There's something about this and Pinkerton. They kind of fucked up, in my opinion. I know you have different thoughts about Get You and Why Bother, but they had such a wealth to choose from. Is that what I mean? Yeah. Such a bank. Yeah. A treasure trove, yes, if you will. I will. So we don't need to talk about any backups. This is kind of like Adam had mentioned a couple times, a little harder, because there just wasn't as many songs there to choose from. There was something called Prom Night, which was not that no, great. No, that, that was the last uh, White Album B-side, which was not that good. I don't wasn't love... That good? You, I think at one point, loved All My Friends Are Insects. Am I wrong about that? I have a friend and he's a But that's not even their song. Did you know that? Yeah, it is. No, it's not. They didn't write it? No. You sure? Yeah, which I almost was going to put that on maybe instead of of I Want to Be Something. But it's not that great a song and they didn't write it. So I'm like, I'm not including this. (laughs) But that being said. Outside of that, yeah. I mean, I do not like the... Everything will be all right. B side. Everybody needs salvation. It's not a good song. No. So there's nothing much else. Oh to my choose god! From here. And represent. Don't even get me started. Yeah, that song yeah. is ass. How about, how about so I love the USA. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. Awful, awful, <laughs> terrible. I about Except that. funny music video with I, Pat Oswalt, Oswald, who I love. Yeah, it's a very funny video. But yeah, not a good song. Even if he's, tr- I can't tell if he's being ironic. Also, it's just kind of like off-putting. Why is that? What? is that doing in this period? Yeah, what is that doing next to Friend of a Friend, Fake Smiles and Nervous Laughter, it makes no Last sense. Days of Summer? I don't get it. Yeah, it does not make It wasn't sense. even that tied was... into that album, though. It was just kind of a Lucy single that they threw out They threw there. it was on it? the deluxe edition, though. Did they? It oh, did, with okay. Fake Smiles. Yeah, it's right oh, there. I didn't know but that. But that's the one that has with the music video? With a weird, jacked up remix, which is Why is bad. that the one that has the music video? They never, they don't choose these things right. I don't get it. I got for girls as the single. What are you doing? Yeah, it was a weird single. <sighs> well, they put that out way before, way before they knew that, White Album was going to be a thing. They, Rivers in interviews. Is that right? Was, yeah. yeah. In interviews, he was like, "We don't, we do not have an album. We're not releasing another album soon." Oh, he, so they wrote that song like it well was just before? a loose single. Yeah. But unless he was lying, because he said they did that with Thank God for Girls and Do You Want to Get High. They were one-off singles that were not going to be part of an album. I don't get it, man. Just release it as a single. Keep it as a single and make this album an untainted piece of art. Yeah. I'm glad Do You Want to Get High, though, is on the album. I love that song. Oh, 100%. That was good. 100%. All right. Before we cap off this discography, talking about our top five favorite songs from the second era, Rad to Pacific Daydream, we're just going to quickly go through our worst songs of this era. And my God, there there were a lot to choose from. Yeah. (laughs) I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. So I'll start it off. Um, My number five worst song of this era from Ratitude to Pacific Daydream is Let It All Hang Out. Nice. Uh, that was definitely on my backup, okay. which I guess I'm telling you, it's not on this list. My number five is La Mancha Screwjob. Yeah, fair pick. Fair <laughs> pick. My number four pick is In the Mall. Why my number the four pick is also In the Mall. Does that song exist? The song is pretty ass. And then let's just let's just keep them coming. My number three pick is Love is the Answer. Why? These, these three songs on Ratitude is like, is I really, really think the wow. worst, the worst stretch of to see any Weezer off. album. Any Weezer album. This is the worst stretch. Three songs It's in an a awful row. song. And I think it's a testament, if that's what I mean. This was a make-believe song. And it makes sense to me. I'd rather listen to Sugar Ray's version of this any day. I don't even know it that well, but I'm sure I would because I think it's more rocky, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Ugh, I mean, Pacific Daydream has a string of three that I hate 
It was get right La Mancha and any friend of Diane. That's a yeah. pretty bad stretch too, but this is by far the worst. This is dire. Yeah. <laughs> Diarrhea. My number three worst song from this era is Where's My Sex? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my God. Yes, oh sir. my God. Awful. I guess we can, I don't know what your, your list is, so I, I'm not going to completely talk through this, but go on. My uh, number two pick is Feels Like Summer. My number two pick is also Feels Like this Summer. Song, Such a fucking reaching piece of shit. It, when this song came out as a single before Pacific Daydream was even announced, I was like, I really thought they couldn't get any... <laughs> so I had to say, I never thought they could get this bad. Like, I never, ever thought it would get this bad. Like, what else could they possibly do yeah. that's worse than Feels Like Summer? It, it's crazy. I had to hear this song live, and I was like... Oh my God, this is garbage. This is garbage. It's pretty awful. We've already trashed that song enough. It's just so piecemeal. Every single piece sounds like it's reaching for some other, some random audience of of top 40 music, and it's so poorly put together. It's just such shit. It feels like bullshit. Feels like bullshit. So I don't know what song I'm missing to know what your number one is, but nine number one, without question, is Where's My Sex? Fuck that song. Oh, Oh, man. Yeah, so why don't we talk about that, actually, before I get to my number one. That song is just awful, goofy, bullshit. Listen, like, lyrically, I cannot believe he wrote... I can't believe he thought this was funny. I can't believe he thought this was a good idea. It is lyrically the worst thing I've ever heard come out. Forget all the goofiness of of, uh, Everyone Get Dangerous, Everybody Get Dangerous, of the goofiness of Can't Stop Partying. In the mall. All this stuff. Forget all of what you heard. The, any of the goofiness of his hip-hop, weird, creepy lyrics. To hear him just talk about, my sex is in the drawer. It's like, people can't hear me. I, I hate it. I hate it. And that's just lyrically. Because musically, it's garbage. And There's creepy verses. Where's my sex? Awful. I thought it was here. <laughs> like, even if it was the most brilliant lyrics, it was be still it would probably be on this list. Awful. Just musically, it is Awful. hot garbage. Awful. What's your number one? My number one is Can't Stop Partying. How did you forget that song? I is forgo- it because you like his alone version? It's because I like his alone version, and at the end of the day, kind of like Beverly Hills, that's a song I'll sing along to. I don't know how to else to describe it. Listening to In the Mall, Love is the Answer, Let It All Hang Out, I'm just like, fuck off. I'm just sitting there angry listening to it. I guess Can't Stop Partying, enough. I'll sing along to. Can't Stop Partying I is I actually know the Lil such... Wayne verse, so we, I can't we, talk shit. Oh, we all do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, for sure. <laughs> okay, bitches, Weezer and it's Wheezy. Upside, Upside down, down MTV. MTV. Let's not do it. <laughs> no, please. Uh, awful. Because the production is the worst production on that, any, I agree any song they have ever done. The fact that they they needed to put a raps a rap verse in there. I just hate all of how much they are reaching with that song. Do you think they're reaching more with that song than they are with Feels Like Summer because I know you brought that up too. It's different, honestly. It's you di- you hate Can't Stop Partying more than Feels Like Summer. They're right next to each other though. So like they could be flipping, honestly. Okay. They, they those two are the worst songs tomorrow, of their yeah. career. <laughs> of their career up until this point. We haven't even talked about Black Album yet. <laughs> oh boy. But still, I actually feel like there's something about these two that is just special in that way. Some uh, honorable mentions for me, honorably awful. Love is the answer I also had. Smart girls for me also. Honestly, maybe that could or could. I know. It's not as I bad. I know. It's like this. Any friend of Diane's, which was strange. I remember I was speaking to you after I was first listening to that album. I was like, oh, any friend of Diane's? That's kind of okay. That song's trash. <laughs> that song is awful, except for the acoustic guitar solo. Get right. So, also so awful. yes, like I mentioned, and those, let it all hang out. I those have. three songs, those three end songs from Pacific Daydream, Get Right, La Mancha, Screwdrop, Any Friend of Dan's, Easy, 
easy backups for worse songs. You didn't mention Beach Boys. I fucking hate Beach Boys. I already told you. I actually like the verse of Beach Give Boys. Give that Beach Boys. I get it. You hate the chorus. I'm it telling you, so I don't mind the verses. Cringy. I'm like, ugh. It makes me. I sick. like the production of that yeah. too. And that's four songs from Pacific Daydream. Does not bode well. No. No. So again, on a lighter note, yes. Let us all collectively, along with Andy, discuss our top five favorite songs from this era. Ratitude to Pacific Daydream. All right. Andy. I'm really excited for this yep. one. Start this us off at era. number five. Number five, I have If You're Wondering If I Want yes. You To, I Want You To. That's a great cool. pick. Love that song. Uh, number four, this might be uh, a dark horse for some, but I have Anonymous from Everything Will Be Ooh, All Right in the End. Awesome. Very cool. Love it. I like that. That's it is a, a dark horse, pick. but I, I enjoy yeah. that horse. Also from the same album, I have Da Vinci at number three. Yes. yes I love nice. Da Vinci. Number two, uh, from White Album, I have King of the World. Yes. Okay. Yes. And then number one from White Album, I have LA Girls. Wow. Love that. That's a great list. That was Perfect, perfect. Thank you, number one. Yes, it was a pleasure putting it together. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Why don't you start this time? All right, my number five favorite song from this era, "Ratitude" to Pacific Daydream. The number five song is "Endless Bummer" from White Album. Good pick. Love it. Great pick. I I can't say anything bad about that. "Endless Bummer" is a perfect song. It is, and it's a perfect closer. And the literal end of that song is one of my favorite Weezer Weezer moments. It's kind of the spiritual successor of "Only in Dreams" in some ways. I never thought of it that way. It's interesting because it kind of has that build up to the big guitar. Oh yeah, and they're crescendo, squealing those guitars, and the Pat strumming on "Endless Bummer" is (laughs) just meets everything. I love the lyrics in the song "Endless Bummer." Yeah, it's it's kind of perfect. It really is. All right, my number four pick from this era is also a white album track LA Girls Same amazing Andy yeah. great great song unbelievable incredible waltzy swing every melody is good thank you Brian Bell thank you Bri- yeah. yeah Brian again I was telling Josh this is his George Harrison moment that he came out because I don't know if you know this but Brian wrote the chords and melody he wrote the music to LA Girls Rivers wrote, Just wrote the lyrics the lyrics which are amazing the lyrics are amazing yeah I didn't know that actually the fact that Brian wrote that I love it so good it's he all, does the guitar solo in that too just for that song honestly. he does the guitar solo in that song too I don't know no I think that's actually I don't know Yeah, I think be. that's Rivers it sounds like Rivers such a great solo too yeah alright number three also from White Album, King of the World is such an anthemic song. I lo- It makes me so happy to blast that song yeah. so loud. Lyrics are so personal about his wife, which we never hear about his personal life that much anymore. Yeah. And I just, it's anthemic. I, I fucking love King of the World. Next, my number two favorite song from this era, I'm actually going to say the entire Future Scope trilogy is my number two favorite song of wow. this era. I think that listening to... Those three songs, I am just in awe of this band. I am like, I can't believe they wrote this. I can't yeah. believe this three, these three songs exist. I love that you put Anonymous on there. Anonymous is such a great part of it, but I can't have Anonymous without Return to from yeah, Return to Ithaca. <laughs> yeah. That the, the guitars, the fucking orgasmic explosion of guitars in that song. Oh my god, it's incredible. It's yeah. right up there with with uh, Greatest Man That Ever Lived. So to be of- fair, if I had to pick, if I was able to pick. You know, three yeah. things. I would have obviously picked the whole thing, <laughs> but I was, you know, yeah. playing by the rules over here. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is it I put enough? them together because they were one song, in my opinion. But that's fair. All right, and my number one song from this era, number one song is "Girl, We Got a Good Thing" mm. from White Album. Great, that great, song, great song is 
talk about perfect every melody every sound the bridge is one of the best things i've ever heard them play it's such a crazy bridge the production the squealing guitars pats fills Ugh. i love this song i just it just that gives chorus me life. is everything that chorus is yeah. one of the best things they have ever done ever yeah for sure so shimmery okay my number five song from this era is Runaway from Hurley, co-written by Ryan Adams. There is something Beautiful so song. special about this song. I really felt that it was necessary to put this up here because it is such a treat to listen to. There are so many parts to it. Again, that like muffled intro with the piano, which comes back at the end. The verses, it's so bright and... I don't know. I don't, there's something so heartfelt about it. Whatever. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. It's just a beautiful song. It's amazing. My number four, which is now on all of our lists, is LA Girls yep. as well. Beautiful. Deserves there is, to be. There is something about that song. That is the... They kept writing all of these Suzanne, Waiting on You, and whatnot songs like that, and it all culminates to me in LA Girls. You know that we, is the perfect... You know what we didn't talk about? This song is so, so good that I... I will forgive them for adding a Z to girls instead of an S. Yeah. Like, why did why do they need to do that? <laughs> That's interesting. Yeah. My number three song is Girl, We Got a Good Thing. Yes. Which we already discussed. Perfect. The chorus is just everything to me. My number two song is Cleopatra. Cool. Cool. Cleopatra awesome. is, awesome. to me, also a perfect song. Except for maybe the bridge and the fact that he says Patra, Patra, Patra. That is a song that encapsulates so many aspects of Weezer sound, and I think it works so well together. It doesn't feel choppy to me. It just feels, I don't know, it feels like you're getting everything. You're getting just this amazing bag of all this goodies. <laughs> I don't know. I can't say enough good things about it. There was something about this song where before I even knew Everything will be all right in the end. I knew that song and I played that on repeat until my college roommates just got so sick of it. It was like that song is everything to me. And yet, my number one song I from this era can't believe you're doing it. is Friend of a Friend. Yeah. Nice. I didn't know we were allowed to do that, but that oh, yeah. is for the for amazing. the for the best song. Would you have put it somewhere else, do you think? I think I could have swapped that endless bummer for Friend of a Friend. So let's just say that happened because yeah. I think for Worst songs, you know, they're called B-sides for a reason. The band took them off because they didn't think they were that good. So it's I don't not think fair it's, to put them on I don't think it's good to put them on worst songs. But for best songs, if you find that goodie, if you find that gem, put it on there. And Friend of a Friend, I think would have been, my, it, it must have, it would have been my favorite on that album. Yeah. Because it's so succinct. It's so effortlessly catchy in every part. Every yeah, part there keeps is no, on giving. There is no, no bad part yeah. of it. And what's interesting to me is that these two songs that I say sound kind of similar to each other, Across the Sea and Friend of a Friend, are my number one songs from both of those eras. I don't know what that means. Maybe it's just some random connection. I love that song. I you, like, so, you like Weezer with Piano. I guess. Well, that kind of... It has to only be at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> because then you get Haunt You Every Day. Right. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> So now that Adam, Andy, and I have gone through the entirety of Weezer's discography, going through Blue Album to Red Album, our favorite B-sides on album tracks, worst songs, best songs, and we did that for the second half, Ratitude to Pacific Daydream, what we haven't talked about is there's a new Weezer album out in the world. This came out 10 days ago. This West. is the Black Album. It came out last Friday. Yeah. As and, of today, it's and eight days I old. I am very interested to talk about this album because this is another... Another Weezer album, and there's a lot to talk about. You know what? Before Black, we do need to briefly mention, I don't want to pay too much attention to this, but 
I think we mentioned in the very first uh, episode of this series that Weezer had this strange, strange renaissance with covering Toto's Africa. It like bothers me that this became their biggest hit since If You're Wondering or something. Like yeah. I cannot believe it. Oh, because, that's right. Because it's such a bland cover. It's not. It's nothing special. This became huge. Again, this was like. This was a joke that someone, you know, had a social media campaign to get Weezer to cover it, and they eventually did. It became such a big single that from the success of Weezer's uh, Toto's Africa, they put out an entire album of covers called, self-titled, The Teal Album. I don't think we need to cover this, not even in depth, but no. at all, really, because it's just covers. It's honestly such a waste of time. The few, I, I will admit. I honestly feel bad saying this. I haven't even given it a full listen. I only listened a couple times, and there's just there's just so little to talk about because the they're few, so straightforward. The few songs that I have listened to are the exact same thing. Just Weezer playing every single part verbatim. The solos too. Yeah. Like, what is the point? It's just a fucking. It's karaoke. It's, a joke. it's just a joke. I really think it's a joke. Yeah. They're it's not a being meme. serious. It's a well, meme. it's weird that they consider it one of their studio albums. Which I, I hate that. Uh, shit they're saying that so just much. for record sales. Honestly, there's no point. There's no point in them saying that. No. They also. He also said that about Death to False Metal. Give I mean, me you know, honestly, break. honestly, we the fans will determine that. That <laughs> yeah. is not. That is not one of the studio albums. Anyway, Teal album came out a couple weeks ago, or maybe a month ago, and now we have Black album. This came out March first, twenty nineteen. 10 song album self-titled love the album cover all right what do we think about this album andy i want to start with you okay i did not like the singles going into this album yeah. the first two singles i didn't know the singles i remember you were like these singles and not you as in josh you were saying these singles are awful and i'm so scared for this album can't knock the hustle and zombie bastards are two awful singles that said, the third single, High as a Kite, actually caught my attention. And High as a Kite is, without, you know, we'll get into this. High as a Kite's probably my favorite song on the album. Fair enough, yeah. I think it's easily the best song on the album. Overall, um, are we putting numbers to this? Like a no, no, just overall, overall thoughts, thoughts on favorites, it? what have you. I don't you. think it's their worst album. I think it's far, 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 far from their best. Um, I think there are some good moments on here. I think it's a pretty middling album. I wouldn't call it awful. This yeah. is a solid five out of ten for me. This album, it's very mediocre. Two, solid five. Mediocre. <laughs> mediocre. To me, it's mediocre, leaning towards bad. So maybe like a light five if we're using well, that. Can kind I of, ask you what are the redeeming qualities for you? I can tell you the song. I can tell you the songs I like. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, High as a kite, I think is a great song. Um, actually, I think it's a genuinely good song by them. Um, I'm just being honest. I like. Mm-hmm. And I like Byzantine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those are three pretty good songs. Um, I don't hate Prince Who Knew Everything, even though that has some really cheesy vocal stuff. I couldn't wait for you guys to sing that part. There's obviously some parts that I absolutely hate on this album too, like California Snow. Oh my god, is one of the worst songs Weezer's ever done. Yeah, you know, mine. Even even barring his awful rap on it, it's just such an awful, awful song.
it's this so is the misguided. definition of float? No, it's not. Oh, this is God, the definition so of bad. bad. It's so misguided. I'm just shocked that they couldn't find. You're telling me there was nothing better from these sessions that they could have put on there to close out this album than California Snow. Did, wasn't that released as a single? It yes, was for him? a movie. It was like a, in a movie soundtrack oh. or something. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, it came out a couple months before this, and I remember even back then, me and Josh were like, "This is bullshit." It's <laughs> <laughs> awful, awful. Hey, Josh. Yeah. What do you think of this album? Okay. Just like Pacific Daydream, listening to this, I was like, what the fuck am I... What the fuck is wrong with... What the fuck is wrong with this band? Like, what the fuck is what wrong with this? What the fuck is wrong with this band? It is crazy. However, I have listened to this 10 times, at least. I've really gone over and over and over again. And I am at the very least impressed with some of their experimentation just like pacific daydream sure. i can appreciate like can't knock the hustle i still do not like as a song but the verses are like funky the yes. bass 90s yes. scott Schreiner, this is almost scott Schreiner has some awesome bass oh, parts on this album. that's a good that's a good point he did on pacific daydream too actually yeah there but is the something f- about can't knock the hustle that feels like they're trying to be like yeah it's like funky chili peppers like, they sound like cake i always think it sounds like cake yeah But it's like Funky Weezer plus, and I do not like this part at all, but Latin with horns. How many times do you hear horns on a Weezer? Like, never. So in, I can't think of it in that I respect this song way more sure. than I like it. Him saying, bitch, is one of oh my, my least God. favorite parts of the whole album. Don't step to me. Don't step to me. Don't step to me, bitch. It's so, so funny. <laughs> to go from something like Red, where he's saying, biatch, have, and he's sort of, which is such a good song. Well, he's embracing this, the nerdiness there. Here it doesn't sound unironic. Here it's like, oh, I'm actually God. going for it, and it doesn't work. It's God. like, it's catchy, and I'm like, I'm tapping my foot to the beat sometimes, but, wait. Okay, so similarly, Zombie Bastards grew on me. Same here. Weirdly weird. grew on me. I like me. the lyrics I like when the weird perco- uh, production comes in that but the music is terrible the chorus is terrible even if i like kind of how it sounds it's just a bad chorus they went back to writing bad choruses like like i actually like i prefer i prefer a lot of the choruses on pacific daydream to this album and that sucks a hundred percent like fucking living in la fuck off the choruses on this album are awful do you guys not like high as a kite i do like high as a kite i think it's one of the quote-unquote highlights come like a piece of cake come like a piece of cake (laughs) that's not a chorus (laughs) that's not a chorus (laughs) too many thoughts in my head is fucking terrible too many thoughts in my head now that's not a chorus. You know, and you know what's well, funny about what that song? Write? What did is you that write? song is a slog, even though you have the the beat <laughs> yeah, going really yeah, yeah. fast. It's still a slog to listen to. Point. Byzantine is cool. I, I know I'm kind of going through actually. the album, but like it's Byzantine cool. is a really cool. Okay, lo-fi lounge. You're talking about their experimenting sometimes working. I think this is an example of the experimenting working. I think Byzantine is something new. Co-written with Laura Jane Grace from Against Me. That's I don't even I don't do not hear that at all. That's crazy. Could you imagine her sitting down with them and writing this song? No, I can't. I cannot imagine. I've talked a lot. Overall, overall, this is not a good record. This is (laughs) this is a bad record. 
I'm impressed with some of the production. Some of the songs are starting to grow on me. Like, I'm Just Being Honest, High as a Kite, just like you. I think those are two of the songs that that have risen to the top with Byzantine. I think those three are kind of the ones I've gone back to. Same I, here. Prince Huan and Everything is so annoying to me. Piece of Cake, I don't know. It's so dumb. Adam, hit me. Okay. So I have not listened to it 10 times. I've listened to it maybe four times. So I'm sure that on further and further listens, there will be moments of songs. The thing is that I don't think there are any good songs. I think there are songs that might have some moments. And again, if I listen more and more and more, I might enjoy certain moments. Anyway, my the best song, quote unquote, on this album that I consider pretty, pretty, pretty god-awful is Byzantine. I think Byzantine is a cool song. I totally agree that the uh, experimental kind of sound, I, I like it. There's a lot of aspects of the verse that are really cool, especially the pre-chorus kind of like falling melody. But as soon as they get to the chorus, it's such a shitty chorus. Burn on your beret, baby moonwalk. I kind of like it. I kind of like, like it too. I'm like used to it now because that's the song I guess this, I've gone to back me, to this, a little bit more. This song fits on Pacific Daydream. I actually feel like it could be. I, don't think I got it, that I don't vibe think too. I don't Do you think, think these songs came out at the Pacific Daydream session? Well, this is session? what they shelved. Remember, Black Album was supposed to come out this right now. This is after. technically what they started this, after White Album. Again, unless they just, every song changed. But they said, I remember his article in Rolling Stone or something where he was like, I've already written Black Album. Also, and Black what's Album he talking about that this is darker? Like, I don't even know what he means. Well, now he says there's a riff-heavy album coming next. Oh, and an orchestral oh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about the future that. of Weezer after this. But yeah, this album... Oh my God. I actually don't mind Can't Knock the Hustle because I see them as knowing it's goofy. I think if you go into it knowing, like, I actually don't think they are trying to be serious. Maybe I'm wrong because I honestly don't know with Rivers anymore. Well, he's talking about, like, Ubers and lifts the whole time. But I don't even know some five of those. Star like, put, put, those lyrics, five star put those lyrics aside. Oh, I am now kind of oh. addicted. Because he sings it so goofy, I like... Hasta luego. No. Hasta I, it's luego. my least favorite part of that song. Because it's, but this thing is, I don't think, that, what worries me so much about so much of their songwriting is when I actually think that they think it's good and they're trying to take <laughs> it seriously. And there's something about this where I just have a feeling they know it's kind of goofy. Like there are some bands that have songs like that and like that's okay. And I like the experimentation. This feels like their much, much worse version of Cabron. Red Chili Peppers, Just by the, the way. Just sort of like getting this kind of Spanish Latin flair. flair. Yeah. And also the fact that, again, there's something about the funkiness of it that almost also feels like Chili Peppers, which, anyway. Die, die, you zombie bastards. I don't even know. Like, what the fuck are you saying? I agree. There's like, there's catchy I moments. I actually have my theory behind that song. If what you it's about? I think it's about fans, fans. who can't yeah. let go of, that's what made me like it more, is when I realized the lyrics to me are about fans not being able to let go of the past. So like, it's like a zombie like trying to recreate the past. And like they want Weezer to sound like this, but now Weezer wants to do their own thing. Oh my God. So if anything, they're, they're the ones giving us the middle finger. what they want to do. It is. It's so bad. Like the songwriting is really not good. Music save my 
I don't think it's a good song. I do think it grew on me because it of the lyrics. Too, it grew on me for the production. I like that. Listen, all of these things might grow on me more after more listens. I will admit that. High as a Kite was the first one. Obviously, this was track three as I was listening to it for the first time. That there were moments where I was like, oh, oh this could be okay. This could be good. I can fly up to the stratosphere. Feels 70s, especially in oh, that yeah. bridge. There's a really, there's some cool chord changes, and yeah, even the verses are so weird and different. I had a friend who compared it to Ben Folds, which I also kind of hear too, maybe because hmm, it's piano driven and stuff like this that. This is co written okay. with Josh Alexander, who wrote oh. a bunch of those Pacific uh, tracks. Wow, all yeah. over the place. Yeah. His co writing as well. I'm just being honest. I remember you were telling me, oh, so and so, like these couple of people who listened to the album, you know, that was on first listen their favorite track. That song is so okay. There are obviously aspects of it that's like the most kind of groovy, just like a pop rock kind of song, but it is so fucking simple. It is so simple. I love the melody and the lyrics when it goes, and now I'm staring at her napkin, seven digits that I can't take out. I love that lyric. I don't know. Something about that's really nice. And it's a good melody too. I think it's, yeah, no, I don't like it. (laughs) Sorry. There's something about that. And obviously, California Snow is awful. There is really, I already said it, something about Byzantine. The other songs in between, I don't really know that well. There's something about this, like, I guess we'll rank our albums and we'll see where this falls. Do you know that Prince Who Wanted Everything was was written with Brian Bell and Russell again? They went from L.A. Girls to Prince Who Wanted Everything. What what, what happened? I'll never understand it. Yeah. The, you can make a different record. You can make a different record than White Album. It doesn't have to be that. But why does it have to be this? Why does it have to be this? What do you? A lot of these songs sound like kid songs to me. They yeah, sound kiddy. I'm going to sound like a broken record here because I'm sure a lot of Weezer fans have said this. But how did the same band that made Pinkerton make this? How is this? I mean, this, you can say this about the whole discography yeah. for the bad albums. Like, how does that happen? I don't know. I don't. I've stopped trying. trying We're trying to explore that in our podcast series, but it's still not clear. I've I've had like you know my theory, which is not revelatory, that every album is a reaction to the last one. Pinkerton was blue was you know our first album but it was with a producer we want to go you know be really live really raw really honest such a backlash to pinkerton that green was like our super straight ahead shiny squeaky clean record then from there they're like oh let's experiment a little bit because that one was too shiny let's go a little bit weird metal then make believe is just a radio i don't need to go through everyone but just every album they are reacting to either the public reaction or to you know their own taste. I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. There is something about this that sounds. It, I th- it sounds like a joke. It really sounds like a joke. I don't think he is fully being serious about this album. I don't. You're really talking know, about black, particularly. Yeah, I don't know. What to, I don't really know what I'm saying about that. But the fact that they did like teal, they're just like fucking joking. This is a fucking joke. But again, that's how I felt when Ratitude came out. When look at the the album but Ratitude, cover. Right? Ratitude. But Ratitude yeah. has. If you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to, and that's like a good song. And that's it. There are good songs. I on this album do not hear any like. They're really trying to write good songs. I don't know. I don't know. It's such a fucking depressing album, and now I have to wait so long for them to. I guess 
Well, they're we don't know. Discussing their strange writing. band like that. Yeah, and Andy, you just mentioned that two more al- albums are apparently in the pipeline right now. Yeah. One that's called Van Weezer, and it's going to be super. He literally, he was quoted saying, I've noticed that when I play the guitar solo to Beverly Hills, people like it. So I'm going to do a really guitar heavy album. That, what? That. That's what you got from that? What? what, what? what? And then he said they've got an album coming out. I forgot what it's called, which is really orchestral based. They said they're in the studio right now tracking strings. So that's cool in it theory. It is cool in theory. But in theory, all of this Wait stuff is cool if there's good songwriting. And that's what I don't trust. Again, what we have to remember is that what came after Make Believe was Red. What came like there? What came after Ratitude Hurley was everything will be all right in white. There are like we we have the peaks and valleys, and eventually another peak will come. I might be wrong about this. I do think I read somewhere he is going to work with Jake Sinclair again. That is promising. So if that's for the riff heavy album, like Bring I'm it all on. for that. Yeah. yeah. Because, I also hope it's not called Van Weezer, by this, the way. <laughs> if Please, is, God. It probably will. If, if this is the existence of a Weezer fan, we just have to, like, this is what it's going to be like for the next 20 years. Yeah. Just ups and downs and ups and downs and experimentations that do not work, experimentations that may work, back to basics record, What's rejections nice of those records. You can never take away the good stuff that they've put out. That's Unfortunately, true. you also can't take away the shit that is diluting the good material. And this albums like this... It just does not, not that they clearly care, but fans like us care about other people giving them a chance and whatnot. But albums like this is just making people less and less inclined to do that. Listen, I clearly don't hate it as much as you do at all, but Black Album makes me appreciate Pacific Daydream more. I never thought I would say that, but the experiments in Pacific Daydreams work a little better sometimes, and there's actually good songs deep oh, into some of those. But that's the thing. It there are actually some silly. good songs. It doesn't feel as that silly. true. Even if they don't there's work. There's something that feels as poppy and like clearly the songwriting is not as good. There is something that feels so jokey about this album. California Snow does feel like a sequel to Feels Like Summer in terms of its EDM sound. Like that is the clear oh successor god. of it. Oh my god, yeah. it's so much worse. Also, it is Can't worse. Stop the Hustle uh, sorry, Can't Knock the Hustle and California Snow don't sound anything alike. No. They're two experiments that have wildly different results. And it's just such a fucking grab bag. It's just a grab bag of, yeah, I'm still discovering black. I Maybe it'll even, again, Adam, it did grow on me. Like, I'm starting to enjoy some of the choruses more than I did before. But yeah, there are no clear highlights at all. Yeah, maybe High as a Kite, maybe. But yeah, I don't, but again, like, you might enjoy it more over time, but I don't see this as an album that I'm going to go back to years down the line. When I'm listening to Black, I basically, my thought process is, if this was not Weezer, I would never listen to this. Yeah, that's a good I point. I would never choose to listen to this music. All right, so we've come to the very end of our Weezer uh, Top 5 Disco series. The last thing I want to do together is rank the albums. We've got 12 records here. I want to rank them from 12 to 1. Andy, let's start with you. Great. At number 12, I have Pacific Daydream. Okay. At number 11, I have Ratitude. At 10, I have Black. So Black over Ratitude. I think it's better overall. Okay. Uh, 9, I have Make Believe. Wow, so you really hate Pacific Daydream. Yeah. Curious. (laughs) I really do. Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Eight, I have Hurley. Seven, I have Green. Six, I have Maladroit. Five, I have Red. Four, I have Everything Will Be All Right in the End. Three is White. Two is Pinkerton. One is Blue. Wow. Whoa, 
Blue album number one, baby. Yeah, over Pinkerton. Blue album that number one. To Talk to me. You think Blue is better than Pinkerton? I think so, for me at least, because Blue is, uh, I find, more maybe conducive to my mood most of the times when I want to listen to it. Um, I always um, go over to Blue more so than Pinkerton, I guess, when I want to listen to Weezer. First album I got by them, which obviously is going to make an impression on me on some level. Yeah, yeah. Um, I always go back to it. It was just a very, very important album for me, and it still remains so. Awesome. And so you sort of agree with us subscribe to the idea that white and everything will be all right are the two best albums easy since blue and pinkerton and for me, that's your top four and 100%. you said five was red yes red made your top five yes that's awesome i think red's a pretty yeah. good album i fuck with that i approve of this list yeah <laughs> um i guess i'll i'll, I'll do all it right. uh number 12 hands down and again maybe with more listens it'll be different hands down is black album Black Album, this is just, it feels like a joke. It just does not feel serious. It feels like it's just so shitty. The songwriting is bad. He swears for the first time on this record, and it is so cringeworthy. It's interesting. Rivers never sweared before this record on any of the songs. Maybe Bitch, like Biatch. Yeah, I was but like, like, as you just said that, I'm like, I'm trying to think of an example of him. Even Josh and I were talking about memories. He says, I'm so freaking bored. He doesn't, right. he doesn't say shit. He doesn't say fuck. He doesn't say whatever. And when he does it, it's so cringeworthy, cringeworthy on, this, on this album. Don't step to me, bitch. I mean, he says bitch. It doesn't matter. I mean, ugh, it's awful. Number 11 is Make Believe to me. I think that album is Pacific ass. Daydream over Make Believe. Yes. Yes. Wow. I, think cool. the, I think the songwriting on my top songs are so much better than the songwriting on the other ones of Make Believe. I think Make Believe is such, oh my God, it's such a sad, <laughs> such a sad fifth record. Rick Rubin fucked up. Oh my God. Yeah, he didn't really rep them well. No. Number 10 is Pacific Daydream. Which again has some nice writing moments, but also it just has some awful songs. And the production is not what I want on a Weezer album. It's just not. Number nine for me is Ratitude. Um, yeah. yeah, again, aside from a few songs that kind of made it to the top, Tripping Down the Freeway, uh, If You're Wondering If I Want You To, I Want You To, and I Don't Want to Let You Go, that song is a mixed bag of shit. My number <laughs> eight is Green Album. I don't like that album. I'm glad it is as short as it is. I'm glad that <laughs> Island in the Sun came out of it. Even Photograph was it my was number Adam's two. Number one. Um, but yeah, especially coming after after Pinkerton, so disappointing. so disappointing. Maybe that's the reason why it's so low, but I don't think so. The fact that there is the same exact type of solo on every single song in terms of it's just the verse melody it's such a cookie cutter there's no variety there's no surprises so it's such a brainwashed record and yet still it made it to eight number seven for me is hurley because hurley has got some great tracks on i have to say another kind of mixed bag there's i mean where's my sex is on her there's just some really (laughs) shitty attitude. yeah it's kind of I forget about the album sometimes. I won't anymore, but I did for a long Me time. Me too. Andy, did you know that besides Memories, they haven't played any of the songs from Hurley ever? Like maybe Hang On once? Not like, even Where's My Sex? Isn't that, isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's like the band forgot about it too. Yeah. It My, is kind of a throwaway album. I'm sorry, Adam. No, it's all good. Six and five for me were flipping. I didn't know what I was going to do. Number go. six for me is Red Album. It Mal- is Detroit, top five. Red Album. So my top five are five, Maladroit. Four, everything will be all right in the end. Three, three and two are flipping. Mm. Three, I have it right now as White Album. 
two as Blue Album. One is was always going to be Pinkerton. Yeah, there is something so special about Pinkerton. Again, Blue Album is so consistently on. White Album has a couple duds, but there are also just some like incredible compositions in the production. Not that they could have even done that in the '90s. It's not about that. I don't know. Those two are flipping with each other, but. Yeah, the Renaissance and the first two, clearly those those are the ones. So yeah, you and Andy have the same top four in different orders and then Maladroit versus Red. Yes, All that's right. why I approve. <clears throat> so let's talk about mine. I don't love this list. It's still, yeah, fluid. My number 12 is Black Album. Even though I appreciate some of the choices that they're making, honestly, some of the choruses are growing on me, even though a lot of them are garbage. I just can't in good conscience place this any higher than any album any album of theirs it's just you can't I, i'm sorry yeah you did but that's <laughs> well i did <laughs> but i i get why you did because because i you know what i think i agree the lows on ratitude and pacific daydream it's 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 tricky because i think maybe the lows may be lower Come, revisit this in a year yeah. in your, in your yeah. my number 11 pick is pacific daydream i think the the mm. string at the end is so bad the fact that feels like summer exists is so fucking beach boys there are okay i re, i like half this album and the other half i fucking hate yeah okay this has got to be that low number 10 is ratitude yes. i think i think even though i love love l-o-v-e two songs on that album i love the opener yep um and the closer and i love the closer i really do but fucking love is the answer in the mall and let it all hang out <laughs> The fact that those three songs exist, the fact that they're together is the worst patch. That album has Can't Stop Partying. It has songs titled I'm Your Daddy. And like, it's such an embarrassing... It's an, I, I remember being embarrassed to be a Weezer fan for like the first time when Ratitude came out. Me it too. Was like, there is almost something in terms of... I'm saying that Black Album seems like a joke... Ratitude, I think, was the first time. It's like, what are they joking? The are they album joking cover with this? With the fucking dog. The yeah, name. Like, are Ratitude. they trying? You said this was when they were sort of become. They I were would like say red, playing into the meme culture. I would say red and Ratitude because red also, you know, the pork and beans video is like with the YouTube stars. Yes, yeah, so like yeah, that. that about, like, song the, is like that it's feels okay. a little more serious yeah, or something. I agree. I would think Ratitude. You're right. Is when they start playing into meme, yeah. leaning into meme culture. After Ratitude at 10, my number nine is Make Believe. I think Make Believe is such a fucking frustrating album because it's so, so generic. Any band could have written that record. It yeah. just doesn't sound like Rivers and Weezer at all. So few moments. My favorite part of that album are the last two songs. I think they have doing really interesting things with the atmosphere, the the music, the, um, Vocals sound a little more emotional, but my God, there are so many skippable, skippable fucking songs. The fact that We Are All on Drugs exists. We have talked in length about Beverly Hills being a quote-unquote solid single, but I fucking hate that it exists. I hate make-believe, but there are some gems on it at the end. Okay. My number eight is Green. I really, as, I'm lis as I've listened over and over again, even though, even though Green over Maladroit and Hurley might be I hate about to say this but might be more consistent because the lows the low of Hurley I know what you mean where's my sex nothing on green is anywhere close like no. nothing I, I know what no. you mean and even her, it's hard to rank based on green is at worst criteria at, at worst green is just bland and maladroit yeah. really falls off in the end even though like the back half has definitely grown on me love explosion is a fucking wait where's maladroit you didn't even say you're just talking about Green Album. No, no, I'm just saying in relation to them. Oh. Um, like Maladroit has some bummer tracks on the bottom, but again, Green is solid throughout, but still it's such an unimpressive, unimpressive, uninteresting album for them. 
even though there are some great hooky melodies all over green i just can't i don't want to reach for green ever it's just not an yeah. exciting album to me no. number seven is hurley number uh hurley has some fucking awesome songs on it i love memories so much it gets to my heart just think about the melody is so nostalgic for me i already said that Runaway is such a beautiful song. Unspoken is so fucking cool. I get jazzed thinking about these Hurley songs. But yeah, there are some bum tracks in there. Where's my sex? It's terrible. Number six is Maladroit. Yeah. Maladroit to me is such a cool album. I'm like proud of them for putting out Maladroit because it's a little weirder. Death and Destruction, Burnt Jam. There's some really cool things going on. The metal guitars. Yes. Take Control, Space Rock. Keep Fishing. Keep I, even, I didn't even get to the singles. Yes, the the singles, Dope Nose and Keep Fishing, are two of their best singles. Yeah. Like, Maladry is such a fun record. Yeah. It dies off a little bit at the end. In my top five, Red has to be five. Even though Red is such a mixed bag, you had two of the songs on their worst, uh, Cold Dark World and everybody. Three. Three. Heart, Heart songs. songs, too. Even though I uh, I do not, Everybody Get Dangerous was on my list. Those things, but, but Red includes my favorite Weezer song. Angel and the One is my favorite Weezer song. The wow. fact that it includes that, yeah. the fact that Greatest Man That Ever Lived exists, Dreamin' is fucking awesome, Troublemaker, Pork and Bees is a fucking killer uh, single. I also look back fondly on that era. It was sort of like at the peak of my Weezer, you know, being you know in high school and getting really into Weezer. I just love Red. It's such a fun, the fact that he gave the other members time to shine, even if they didn't always work, Automatic's a great song. Yeah. Um, I just I love Red, even though it's a fucking it's a it's a crazy it's a crazy album. So before you get to one through four, the reason I think that I chose Maladroit over Red Album is consistency. It's it's all about that because I agree. I think Red Album has higher highs, but it has such lower lows. Yeah. And there is still something about there is a classicness to the they're just a rock band. Even though I appreciate the experimentation that they're doing on Red Album, I still like that sound. That is totally fair, and I and I all absolutely five agree of mine with you. Are there? It's the rock. They're a rock band. Yeah, that's sort of been a through line for other uh, series yes, we've done. It's true. My number four record, like both of you, uh, is Everything Will Be Alright in the End. Such a fantastic rock album. Really interesting songs, cool song structures, themes. The Future Scope trilogy is a thing. Yeah. I fucking love that album. It is such it was such an exciting time to be a fan when that came out because you're like, God damn, they're they're back. Controversial, perhaps. My number three album is Blue. I love this album. It means so much to me. It's not that controversial. It's hard. It was hard for me too to put an album above Blue that isn't just Pinkerton. I think will rub some people the wrong rub some people the wrong way. But White Album is that good. That's it a testament. Is that good. I think White Album is close to a. It's not a masterpiece, but it is close to it because the songs that are good aren't just good they are fucking great the instrumentation the compositions every band member sounds great and maybe that's a testament to jake sinclair the producer working with each of them individually on their parts yeah. the highs of king of the world la girls the solos the endless bummer oh my god white is a fucking masterpiece it's my number two blue is amazing of course of course but it is it was the first weezer album i ever owned and i'm not gonna say i grew tired of it I just, it's, it means so much to me, but I don't reach for blue as much as I reach for white and Pinkerton. And honestly, I'm pro I would probably be the same way. Yeah. But there's still something about blue that I feel like I 
can't live without. And it's know. such a classic. The singles are classic. The non-singles are classic. The sound is just, this is a debut album. How did they write Blue? It's yeah. amazing. And then number one without question for me is Pinkerton. Pinkerton is a fucking masterpiece. One of my favorite albums of all time. I know I hyperbolize a lot in life, but it's a top five, top three album for me. It is like one of the best albums I've ever heard. Yeah. Every song just makes me feel so many things musically, lyrically, the way every song goes into each other, even the songs I don't love as much like Get You and Why Bother need to be there. It's an album that feels like a 10 out of 10. I fucking love Pinkerton. I fucking love this band, even though what a wild ride this has been. Such a wild ride. The wildest ride we have been on and probably will be on yeah. for a while. I, if I not cannot ever. think it's of such, an artist such a crazy... who's had such a roller coaster. I can think of artists who've been that great and then decline or who get better and better. Yeah. But I cannot think of anything that this is this peaks and valleys. I don't I don't get and it. And some weird valleys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and some weird peaks, honestly. Yeah. There are moments that you wouldn't expect to like, but it's such a crazy, crazy ride. I don't we've been speaking about this for hours. I don't know how much more there is to say uh except thank you andy thank you so much it is always Absolutely. always such thank a you. pleasure to have you to talk to and you know discuss, what you're talking about and discuss these thank bands you. with uh i can't wait for the next one honestly absolutely and i can't wait to just listen to this music with you guys yeah we're about to hang up our microphones and headphones and just listen to weezer all night <laughs> all night long because we we are not tired i love this band yeah. even though they fucking piss me off so much i love them i yeah. love them and they've created so much music that is so meaningful to me as i said at the very very top of the series this band is both genius and so lame and <laughs> and so amazing and, and so maddening. awful you know what? it's it's and tears so of- frustrating and so heartwarming and it's like it's everything it is it's weezer everything. is like life right? and I, I was they're, saying weezer it's like it's like a reflection a, it's of, like a of brother rivers if you're listening oh no i like that yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like a sibling where you're still along for the ride, even though you hate some of what they do, because there are other aspects that you just absolutely love. At the end of the day, you just absolutely love them. The biggest takeaway for for you out there listening is do not give up on Weezer. I'm not giving up on them, even if Black Album was fucking a train wreck. Yeah. But also, check out more than just the first... First of all, if you don't know Weezer at all... Just start at the beginning. Blue and Pinkerton are some of the best records I've ever heard. And definitely of the 90s. And they just keep going because there is so much good stuff scattered throughout. Even on albums that aren't as great, there's so much to love about this band. I really, really would push you. And then just for you to excitedly get into Everything Will Be Alright in the End and White Album, there's so much great Weezer waiting for you. Yeah, that's another thing. For you Weezer purists, I understand where you're coming from in terms of Weezer's 90 purists. I also urge you, if you have not listened, to listen to Everything Will Be Alright in the End and White Album because it's pretty damn close, if not right there with the other ones. Two Those best records is the first two. Great, great rock records. They are, yeah, they, they went back to basics and I feel like they don't get enough attention. Yeah. And hopefully we paid them attention and you will enjoy them. This has been such a wild ride, and we will continue to ride it. We're going to be there when any new album comes out in the foreseeable future. It sounds like we've got two in the pipeline. Uh, I'd love to go back to Black after Back in Black. Yes, uh, I agree. After a couple months, after a year. Yeah, we can rank that yeah, after we've had some yeah. time to sit with it. Um, I have a feeling that Weezer are nowhere close to done, and we have a lot more peaks and valleys in store, and I'm going to be right there with them. Yes. I'd love to see them live again, too. Me, they're too. Actually Except playing, for the fact... They're playing Madison Square Garden, like, In a Monday. couple days... 
But with teal and black, I do not want to be, I just don't want to be there. I don't know. I really just want to see them again on some sort of tour for an album, like an old album. I really don't want to see this. Which is sad. But, because I looked know. at, I did look at a set list and they've, and this was before even Black was out, and they were playing so many Teal songs. Like, I don't want to oh, see you just be a cover God. band. That is that is lame, disappointing. Yeah, but anyway, we're not going to end on that note. Weezer, amazingly beautiful, compl- we love you, complicated Weezer. band. We love you, the audience for Top Five Disco. Thank you for sticking with us for a year. Yeah. Uh, year of top five disco we're gonna keep going you guys uh make this all worth it please reach out reach out with your top five favorite weezer songs of all time of each era of each album we'd love to hear from you this is a band that we love talking about clearly and weezer is a great band to argue about because there's so more than any other podcast josh and i were sort of contesting each other and combating each other so i'm very curious to see what you agree with and what you disagree with but please listen along reach out Can't wait for the next episode, and we'll see you then. Bye.